The vicious power struggle between Sudan's rival military leaders is raging on, now in its eighth week. The latest conflict has only made an existing humanitarian crisis worse, displacing nearly one million people. Former journalist Phil Johnston has been working with World Vision and has just returned after three and a half weeks across the border in South Sudan. I spoke to him earlier about his experiencing visiting transit camps for refugees and returnees. So you're talking about seeing people who are tired, they're hungry, and they're waiting. And they're sitting under little trees to get out of the uh, intense heat and the sun. Uh, their basic needs are being met. One organisation was providing a hot meal a day. World Vision was there setting up water and sanitation and giving out uh, non-food items uh, such as sleeping mats and cooking utensils and mosquito nets and things. So you're looking at people who have, some of them had weeks of journeying, uh, getting away from conflict, and uh, they've been on the move and they're travelling light. So they've come through risky situations, they're stressed out, and then they are in a transit camp uh, waiting. In that case, in a town called uh, a wheel. They were waiting for the government and aid, aid organisations to quickly finish uh, a better equipped refugee and returnee camp, big tents and proper water sanitation and, and medical facilities there. Mm. So, tough time. A lot of these people you mentioned are returnees. What was the feeling among them? Yeah, these are people who perhaps in the last decade or longer went from South Sudan across into Sudan because of conflict, driven away to reach some safety. And here they are coming back, having to repeat that journey and start again. Most of the organisations were giving priority to refugees in the first instance. Um, the government had a transit camp for returnees in the, in the north uh, west. And the policy they were trying to push through, which just made sense, was 15 days in the camp. And after that time, they ha- would have arranged transport for people on big, on uh, boats, on the river, or on trucks to, to get them resettled back to the part of uh, South Sudan where they'd come from originally. When these refugees were coming over across the border, what are the main priorities for them in those instances? Um, I think safety. The uh, last thing memory I took was from the experience was how vulnerable displaced people are to exploitation and violence. On the border uh, in the northwest, we met a protection officer, a guy called Andrew uh, from World Vision, and he's one of the first people who are seen as they come across the uh, border. Mm. And he talked about what he was told, which was about 60 kilometres on the other side of the border, there were a series of five checkpoints, each about a mile apart, where people were extorted. So you could imagine you've might have maybe spent a week or three travelling towards safety. You're almost within touching distance of it. And uh, about an hour's drive from the border, you come across a checkpoint and it's local militia, people with guns. And the story is, give us money. If you don't have money, give me possessions. What else have you got? Mm. And so the stories of people being uh, stabbed, uh, people uh, being tortured, and others being killed. So uh, the returnees and the refugees would get across that, 
go another mile and then the same thing would be repeated. So what a horrendous, gut-wrenching situation. And, and you can imagine the vulnerability that every, anyone would feel in that situation, let alone uh, mothers and children. In Malakal, there's a, a town in the northeast of South Sudan. There's a massive UN presence. There's a care of protection camp where 32,000 people are living uh, and have been there for up to eight years, uh, fearful for moving out into the community there because of past conflict. So 300 NGO workers live uh, and work from that space. And there's a, a big battalion of peacekeepers from India and some other countries. So what you're talking about is uh, conditions in South Sudan that's that are already very challenging. You know, there's a lot of food insecurity and there isn't intercommunal violence and revenge killings and things. So what was uh, sort of a bit scary to understand was that into that environment, 70,000 people had come from Sudan in, in recent weeks. And you can imagine that being repeated across all the neighbours of Sudan. Uh, around 350,000 people have moved over the border from Sudan and there's another million people inside Sudan who are on the move, uh, travelling light, looking for safety. So this is a massive story of conflict survival, but it's also a, a displacement shockwave and uh, it's just hugely worrying, particularly for mothers and for children at that time, that the vulnerability uh, they're feeling. That's Phil Johnston there in South Sudan.